What's up, Nintendo fans? This is Adam Renard. I am host of Directly Yours, Light, a Nintendo podcast. We are coming at you live from February. This would be our first podcast in February, and man, oh man, what an exciting time. Uh, we, <laughs> we are just fresh removed from a Nintendo investors meeting where they shared all kinds of news and information with everybody. Uh, Very, very interesting meeting indeed. Plus, we are hopefully on the cusp of a Nintendo Direct this week, and there is so, so much always going on in the world of Nintendo fans. So let's get right to it with The most important thing, at least to me this week, is the big news of the new Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch. If you have not seen the Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch fins, I would encourage you to get online, search it out. It is the cutest looking thing I have ever seen. I mean, it just... It exudes everything that Animal Crossing is and what it can be in terms of just like pastels and the dock being based on Animal Crossing with Tom Nook and Timmy and Tommy standing on a little island in the middle of some water. And it's just, it's so cool looking. Uh, So cool, in fact, that I am using it as an opportunity to upgrade my personal Nintendo Switch to a Switch version 2 with the better battery life because man oh man I mean just I don't know I I have been looking for an excuse to do it I showed the picture to my wife she said go for it it just it's great I'm I'm so excited about it this system comes out the um Friday before Animal Crossing so I I don't know why they do that they did that with the Smash Brothers one as well where you could get the Smash Brothers system like a week or two before Smash Brothers actually came out and the Animal Crossing system comes out on March 13th and the game comes out on March 20th. It does not come with the game. There is no upcharge. It is the same price as a regular Nintendo Switch system, but it just looks so amazing. So I I'm excited about it. If you haven't seen it, check it out you know if you want to use it as an excuse to upgrade yours as well it's really not a bad way to do it if you want to hold off i i imagine there'll be some stuff coming down the line with the zelda game coming out and with mario kart coming out uh, spoiler i'll get to that in a minute potentially coming out i don't mean actually coming out but i'm sure it's not the only special edition switch that we will see this year we just might see other ones with the nintendo switch Lite. Other news, the investors meeting. You know, I I say that and it sounds like the least fun thing in the world, but these Nintendo investors meetings are super interesting because what tends to happen is they drop an update on sales. They put forth all of this data about what games are selling well, what games aren't selling well, and they just talk about everything to come. So the big things coming out of this one, Nintendo says they have no plans to launch a new Switch model during 2020. Now, they announced the Animal Crossing system literally two hours before all of this went out. But when they say a new model, they mean the the Switch Pro. Something that can output at 4K, something that just boosts the processors a little bit. It doesn't look like Nintendo is going to do that. Now, I say that full well knowing that there was no plans for a Nintendo Switch Lite. 
and then we got a Nintendo Switch Lite. There was no plans yet for DLC for Super Smash Brothers, and then they announced the Fighters Pass. So, <laughs> you know, we 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 know that there is definitely precedent. There's definitely precedent there for Nintendo to be like, we we don't have any plans to do this, <laughs> and then suddenly there it is, uh, all along looking good. Um, other things, they this year are talking about growth in unique ways to play and catering towards different players on the Switch and the Switch Lite. And I think that's an interesting point because I think that it means like they've, they're, they're going to make games that play across both things, but some of them might be more geared toward your, your single player on the go kind of person versus people who want to play with friends, slide those Joy-Con off uh, and have a two player game at any point. So that's a pretty interesting one. Um, The big one in terms of how is it selling? How is the Nintendo Switch doing? The answer ladies and gentlemen is that the Nintendo Switch has passed. That means moved beyond the, the sales of the Xbox One. The Xbox One has been out for four or five years, six, something like that. I forget. But in the time, the entire time that it has been out, the Nintendo Switch has eclipsed it, only selling in three years. So I think it's six years to three years and the Nintendo Switch passed it. Now, that's that's a pretty big deal. We're already to 50,000, 100,000 systems doesn't seem out of the question. It's on pace with the PS4 or above pace for the PS4. And I just, I think Nintendo's got a real winner on its hands and they know it. And that just, that makes me so happy. Uh, It is tracking ahead of the PS4 and the PS2. And right in line with the Nintendo DS, which is their best-selling system of all time, only slightly behind the Wii at this point, which the thing with the Wii is like, it had all this momentum and then it just kind of died out. And I don't see that happening with the Switch because they just have so much to bring to it. And the fact that they consolidated their handheld and their um, market with... with um, with the handheld and the home console. The fact that they did all of that together means that we have games aplenty coming. So exciting stuff in terms of how it's selling. The momentum is there and it should turn some heads from other places. So I can see a, a backlog of older generation titles coming, which just means there's more games to play. The indie developers are still all over it. There are rumors abound. Bioshock is rumored. Uh, New Saints Row is rumored. Metro uh, Redux just got announced. Outer Worlds just got its release date. I'm a little disappointed. It's coming soon. I believe it's in March, but it is also a download-only title, so that was a bit of a bummer. I would have loved to have seen that on a cartridge, uh, but it, you know, it just means that it, there's no rush in getting to it. Um, other things that came. Six Switch titles. Six Switch titles are have sold more than 10 million units, folks. This is, in order from least to greatest, the Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu games have sold 11 million copies. 11.76 to be exact. Then you jump up and the next title is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Since November's release date... To the end of the year last year, it sold 
million copies. So much for uh, the, the people who are talking about boycotting it over the fact that not all of the Pokemon ever are in it. I mean, 16 million copies. Speaking of 16 million copies, we also have The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 16.34 million copies. I believe it is the best-selling Legend of Zelda game in the entire series. That's amazing. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey also had 16.59 million copies. And then 1 and 2 were Smash Brothers with 17.68 million copies. And Mario Kart. And this is the big one. Mario Kart 8 with 22.96 million copies. That game will just not stop selling. It's awesome. So they're they're seeing this, they're seeing all these first party party titles selling and I mean just they're selling from years and years afterwards. I mean Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was a a port from the Wii U of Mario Kart 8 and it sold the most of everything. It is just it's staggering just to see how long these games have a tale of. I mean, it's unheard of. You see Sony games come out and they drop prices so fast and they need to because they just want to keep their, their sales going to, to keep those, those sales running. And we don't, we don't see that with Nintendo. Um, other updates for games. We saw that Super Mario Maker 2 has, has sold over 5 million copies. The Link's Awakening has sold over 4 million copies. Um, the the new Super Mario's U Deluxe has sold 5.85 million copies, a little ahead of Super Mario Maker 2, but not surprising considering it came out like six months before it. Astral Chain. Astral Chain sold a million copies, 1.03, 2 million copies for, for Ring Fit Adventure. Mario Party has sold almost 10 million copies, or Super Mario Party, excuse me. Uh, Ultimate Alliance, woo! One of my personal favorite, a man, a game I just keep going back to, has sold 1.02 million copies. Splatoon 2, almost 10 million. It is at 9.8 million. A Fire Emblem, best best launch in the series, I believe, is 2.5 million. Folks, these things are on fire. They just keep selling and it's just amazing to see this kind of success especially coming off the Wii U. I mean, the Wii U just had such a weird launch. It was such a weird step for Nintendo and but necessary when you look at the way it runs in compared to the Nintendo Switch. So, you know, the just crazy success. Crazy success for Nintendo. If you have are a listener for some reason and you haven't bought a Switch and you are on the fence, you feel no fear. This this thing is not going anywhere. Um, other news this week. Byleth came out for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, I played around with him a little bit. He's a good character. Fun to play as. Again, I feel like they, they kind of mishandled the way that they should have put those out. Banjo totally should have been last. Byleth totally should have been, like wrapped up in an E3 announcement and maybe come out in the slot that Banjo came out in and Banjo should have come out when Byleth came out. But I think that it, it it's all good. I mean, it, he's a, a fun character or she's a fun character, however you want to play it. The the thing I that a good friend of mine, Mark, was talking about with, with the Fire Emblem characters, though, uh, I, I, I said if you had to cut the Fire Emblem presence in, in Smash Brothers in half, what would you do? And... 
he was like, well, we'll keep Corin instead of Roy because Corin's a bit more of a of a character in terms of, you know, he's got some depth. Marth was the OG. You got to keep him. Ike would probably be continued and a really good representation because he's so um, he has such a, a an interesting flavor in terms of the character that he is. He said, and then you run into a trick. And I said, you know, what do you think that is? And he goes, well, Robin Corin. Um, the or Robin Corrin and Byleth are really neat characters, but all of them are not actually characters. They're the they're the representation of you in that story. They're the the avenue which you, the player, get in order to learn about the other characters. And it was it was just kind of an interesting thing and an interesting point to bring up that we like these characters, but really these characters aren't so much a part of it in terms of us getting to know them. They just were the personification of the player in the game so that they could view it. I just thought that was really, really interesting thinking about it that way. So Byleth's out. Byleth is worth playing. If you are a a Smash Brothers fan, definitely. I mean, he's fun. It's another character, and I am aware that it's a Fire Emblem character, but it's another character. And if you look at the Fighter's Pass as a whole, I think it was good. I think that if you're a Smash Brothers fan, getting more characters is always exciting, especially with as many of them that were third party in in this Fighters Pass. And I think that it's it definitely to me at least lends credence to yeah, absolutely, you can totally go into the next Fighters Pass ready for more characters. If you are a Smash fan, there's plenty to have there. As for me, I think 2019 was the year I kind of looked at Smash Brothers and was like, eh, I'm not really sure what to do with this. But as I've gone this year and has started this year, I I think that, that this is the year I'm going to learn to play. Right now, it seems like I am leaning towards Samus. It was either going to be Samus or Young Link, and I have more luck with Samus, and I'm just kind of inching the the CPU character up. I'm trying to, you know, progressively get it to nine. I'm on eight right now, and I want to get to the point where I win consistently. And when I do, I'm going to bump it up to nine, and then I'm going to call my friend Mark again, and I'm going to let him kick my teeth in for a while and see if I can just keep can't I can't just move ahead a little bit and and maybe win one or two out of ten with him um you know but but he definitely he's the kind of player that definitely will will show me some ropes and I will learn by getting beat up and so I think that this is the year I'm just gonna take Samus and I'm gonna try to use her make her the character that I want to be and really learn how to play this game a little better. Uh, I think that's what Smash Ultimate has been really good for is just go for it. Like learn how to play Smash. Other things to to talk about, to discuss. Uh, I'm currently playing Ultimate Alliance and getting the, the newest costumes that are in that game. They just released a Miles Morales costume, a Miss Marvel costume, an anti-venom, which is pretty cool. He's all white with the with the black. If you have never seen the anti-venom costume or what that character looks like, look it up. It's a really neat Marvel concept that they did. And Gwenum. So Spider Gwen at some point crossed path with Venom, and the Gwenum costume is awesome. So uh, I've been earning those, working on that. And I also started Ori in the Blind Forest. And I bought that on sale. I'd mentioned that in the last podcast. And I started it. And man, oh man, it's up by alley. It's such a beautiful game. 
there's there's such a neat little story to it. It's absolutely gorgeous. On top of that, my wife and I have been playing yet the latest update in Overcooked. We have been playing the new Chinese New Year Year of the Rat expansion, which I think we actually went through and four-starred them. But we love the the Chinese New Year themed levels where what you're making is just just unbelievably fun. You you have to move pots around to to fires like giant walks around, and I mean, it's a blast. It's a great great time. So if you are an Overcooked player, Overcooked Two has some new free DLC. You got it for free. One of the chefs is the cutest turtle I've ever seen. It's great. And I'm really hoping that we get another season pass uh, update for that. That's just the thing. You know, I, th- I was thinking about this is that the new president of Nintendo, a couple of when he took over, said that one of the big focuses he wanted to focus on was DLC for games. And they are delivering on that promise. The Luigi's Mansion DLC is coming. The Fire Emblem DLC got itself announced. And uh, it's just, I know I talk a lot about DLC and people have mixed feelings on it in terms of was this content cut from the game or not cut from the game. And I'm just, I'm just so overjoyed that I get to keep enjoying these games that I have really sunken my teeth into and had a great time with, and it just keeps coming. So the last thing I want to talk about is rumors. Um, We are, a lot of people are chomping at the bit for a Nintendo Direct. I am among them. I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those people who set uh, out to look at the Reset Era information and or the Reset Era forums, and uh, I go to the direct speculation almost daily just to kind of see what the latest is and also to look at the insanity and make myself feel a little better (laughs) because, I mean, I'm not alone in this. So one of the big things that has come up is, is the possibility of a Paper Mario and the possibility of a 2D Metroid. And both of those just sound absolutely tantalizing. The the rumor out there comes from a guy on Twitter named Wabi Sabi or King Wabi Sabi or something like that. I don't even know, but I, I know that I've started following him on Twitter because he's pretty accurate on these rumors. And I'm not somebody who thinks it's spoilery and I'm disappointed when I see it. I still am excited about it and I take rumors with a grain of salt until they get announced. But he he started talking about a 2D Metroid being a possibility for Mercury's team. I think Samus Returns was an amazing, amazing looking game. I never got to play it because at that point I had fully switched over to the Switch. Uh, but I would love to see a 2D Metroid on the Switch. I would pick it up. I would play it. I would enjoy it. And Paper Mario, the rumor is that it's a return to form. I don't know what that means necessarily. I hope it means that it's something like Thousand Year Door because Thousand Year Door was my favorite Paper Mario game. But I've really enjoyed all the ones I've played. And the only one I didn't play was Sticker Star, which doesn't sound like I missed much on that. So those game, if that game is a game that is coming this year, that would be amazing. Uh, a 2D Metroid would be amazing. But the latest rumor, and I, I hinted at this when I was talking about Mario Kart, but the latest rumor is that potentially that Breath of the Wild 2 might not make it this year. That it's a big, lofty game, and they might hold off on it, which I talked about in my predictions episode a couple of weeks or about a month ago now. And I, I thought that it would get to this year, but... It, you know, said it could be next year, early next year, you know, in the, in the, um, anniversary of Zelda and really about the same time frame that the original Breath of the Wild came out. And if it is in fact 
taking a little bit longer. I could totally see it launching in that window, being the big March game like Animal Crossing it is this year. But the rumor that he said is that he wouldn't say what he's heard. It could be, but that if it's true, this year's Christmas game would involve tires. <laughs> and uh, the the logical step there is that we are, in fact, going to get a new Mario Kart. If Mario Kart 8 is selling 22 million copies as a port, Mario Kart 9 would be a beast. And I said that they have to launch something big against these new systems. Not that they feel a massive amount of competition from them, but just so that the new systems don't suck the air out of the room entirely. And if the sales prove anything, people love Mario Kart. More than 3D Mario. More than The Legend of Zelda. More than Smash Brothers. More than Pokemon. They love Mario Kart. And so if you want a franchise that would just turn people's heads in the biggest way possible, a Mario Kart style game would be the winner. I mean, it would just be the thing. So there's a lot of different things they could do with it. It could be Nintendo Karts. It could be Mario Kart. It could be Smash Karts. It could be whatever you want it to be. Mario Kart Ultimate has been kicked around. Every track ever made in a Mario Kart game like they did with Smash Brothers. How huge would that be? And every character that they've put in games. It would just be amazing and overwhelming in a way. They, they could also do the Nintendo Karts route and have just new races based on new worlds from other Nintendo games and including other characters like they did with Link and Isabel and the Villager and the Splatoon characters. They could easily pull in Olimars and Star Fox and all the people they did from Smash Brothers and call it Smash Carts. I mean, you know, Smash Brothers worked. Mario Kart could work like the same way. So rumors, 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 nothing is real until it's true. Don't take them as anything more than rumor. It's innuendo. It's all speculation until it's not. And hopefully this week is the week we get a direct and it is no longer speculation. I went long today, folks. It's the weekend that I'm recording it and I got some time to sit in my car. So have a great week. Enjoy your Switch games and I will talk to you soon. Bye.